This is a Hot Pie Media Original. Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Eric Coram, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. Today, I'm joined by Brett Bartholomew. Brett is a keynote speaker, performance coach, and consultant, best-selling author, and founder of Art of Coaching. His experience includes working with athletes both in the team environment and private sector, along with members of the United States Special Forces and members of Fortune 500 companies. Brett is also a self-published, best-selling author of Conscious Coaching, the art and science of building buy-in. In this episode, Brett defines the formula for buy-in, how leaders are fooled into believing they have buy-in when in fact their teams are just compliant, and how we need to understand determinants of human behavior and our own motivations to successfully create buy-in. But before we get into this discussion, please take two seconds and hit the subscribe button on whichever listening platform you are listening on, as this is one of the best ways that you can help support the podcast. But now it's time to lean in and learn from the best. Brett, thank you for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Excited to have you here. Yeah, my pleasure. Good to see you. You've written a whole book on this subject, uh, but how can we gain people's trust in order to get their buy-in? Yeah, the book seems old at this point. Uh, it went out in 2017 and we've done three courses and so many workshops since then. So granted, it's evolved, even if people have read the book. Uh, the short answer, and, and you know, this comes with a disclaimer, right? Like there's no one size fits all uh, advice in coaching, leadership, anything like that. Uh, first, buy-in is trust plus commitment, which is definitely different than compliance. And so it's important people know that because there's sometimes people think they have trust and buy-in just because somebody does something uh, and believe it or not, that's what we even got from some responses in uh, surveys with my doctorate is some people saying, Hey, I think I have buy-in because people do what I tell them to do, which is very dangerous. You know, the, the easiest thing I can tell your audience is that you need to understand determinants of human behavior and you need to understand yourself really well. Determinants of human behavior and things that uh, cloud buy-in or uh, kind of become more nuanced within why people do what they do and how you can steer them to what they need to do are their drives, the environment, other social factors, and timing. These are the things that you've got to understand their influences on human behavior. But the sense of it, man, if you want me to dramatically oversimplify, uh, which I know this is quick, hard-hitting, so if I'm going to write uh, three words or less. It's a research or relate reframe. Know your audience. You have to know absolutely everything about them. Every conversation just about needs to start with the thing that they care about most. That's research relate. You need to engage in some kind of selective self-disclosure. Nobody wants to feel like they're on Oprah, Dr. Phil. Nobody wants to feel like they're being interviewed. So many leaders, coaches, professionals, we use the term coaches and leadership synonymous at Art of Coaching uh, synonymously. We, uh, it's amazing how many people struggle with buy-in and the reality is, is they, it's a parasocial relationship. The other side knows nothing about them. So you've got to be able to relate. You've got to have some kind of vulnerability. They need to understand why 
like why they should trust you to begin with. And then finally reframe when you know what they care about, when you understand the language they speak figuratively and literally, literally, and you show that you understand you have an, uh, a knowledge of where they want to go. Reframing is about talking in color or painting that vision for them. So for example, we have, uh, well, I just got off the phone with a coaching client and uh, they were dealing with an issue in the military and they have somebody 45 years, their senior, uh, who is pretty locked and loaded into, Hey, this is the way we've always done it. This is, this is what we want. This is tactical. And he's very analytical facts and details are really important to him. Uh, and one of his advisors, it's more about metaphors. And so this person being able to pitch a new strategy to them goes into, Hey, and I'm going to make up the name of course. Hey, George, I understand that details are critical. Here's the details that coincide with the, the change that we are recommending with the, um, with the alteration and strategy. Now, I understand that some of these could seem like they're going to take some time because we've got to kind of uh, adjust our current strategy. And I know that provides stress to you. It's stressful for me as well. But here's what it can lead to down the road. So now I've researched. I've acknowledged that I understand what's impactful to them. I've related. I've kind of just knocked on the door and said, hey, this is stressful for us too. I understand how this might come across. Believe me, this isn't easy for me as well. And then reframe. Of course, that's a very base understanding. I can give an athlete one as well. I had an athlete that didn't really care about the whole team thing. They were in it for uh, money. And frankly, they mm. said that I grew up poor. This is what it is. They didn't want to listen to the nuances of a deceleration drill. So it's real simple. Hey, Gerard, I understand that this stuff isn't sexy to you. You just want to play the game. I understand that this to you as a contract year, it's critical. However, if you don't take to this, you can increase your likelihood of injury. And then that money that's not guaranteed is out the window. So here's what I want you to understand. This drill is less about you being quicker and more explosive. It's more about you taking angles that are going to help you be more efficient, reduce the risk of injury and help you get paid plain and simple. Sounds like to me, Brett, that this required, like you can't be lazy. Um, you can't just walk it into any situation, like you said, and like, because people are doing things, it doesn't mean that they're actually bought in because you haven't ha taken the time to actually get to know them, understand them, and then find out what's driving them so that you can reframe that conversation. So this takes work. It's not easy, is it? Imagine a team of world-class coaches and scientists focused only on you. These experts know exactly what you need today because they know precisely what your mind and body are ready for. That kind of guidance is now available to everyone. AIM7 is a wellness app that provides custom exercise recommendations to improve the outcomes of programs and workouts you already love. It unlocks existing data from wearables and other apps to provide empathetic and scientific guidance that's perfectly in tune with your mind and body. Your team of world-class experts is ready to get started. To get early and free access to this exclusive program, go to www.aim7.com. That's AIM7.com and sign up now. There are limited spots available each month. So sign up now and reserve your spot. Now, back to the show. I mean, no, human relationships, humans are complex adaptive systems and they are the most unpredictable thing within their interactions there is. Uh, you can predict certain aspects of human behavior, like buying behavior or why people look at cat videos at midnight. Uh, but to try to uh, engage with human beings and act like you can predict where they're going to go at every minute is, is not reality. That's why a core tenet of our workshops are uh, is improv and strategic role playing and scenario planning. 
when you have this intricate mixture of order and disorder in human behavior, uh, you need to be able to engage in some sort of pattern recognition, but you also need to be able to address critical uncertainties. You never know how somebody's going to act. If you get on the interstate right now in Houston, Texas, do you know exactly who's going to cut you off? Uh, right. If you go negotiate with your boss for a raise, do you know exactly how they're going to respond? Uh, no. So we engage and teach scenario planning and strategic, uh, role playing in our workshops so people can get that because of course, uh, it's really scary to think that just because somebody does something that they're, uh, committed to it. I mean, we can give a lot of examples in the news. I mean, you hear about people that abuse power like Harvey Weinstein and people like that. There's a lot of people that complied with a request where they bought in. Right. And that is a very, uh, I mean, extreme examples highlight elemental truths. There are coaches all around the performance setting and people in every leadership situation from tech to finance, to military that think just because somebody's doing something that must mean they're a strong communicator and that that individual's bought in. Wow. That is a harsh truth to think about that you may have a group of people that are doing a thing, but they're really not bought in. And I don't think anybody wants to lead people if they're, if they're not bought in, because you're not going to get the creativity, the feedback that you need, it's just going to be a dead organization. That's probably going to churn. Would you agree or disagree? I mean, I agree conceptually, but it's, it's based off the premise that people really that everybody cares about having buy-in. Some people just mm-hmm. want the job done. Uh, the leadership industry is rife with examples of people that came in, knew they were going to be part of an organization for two to three years, did it to kind of buffer their resume. They're going to come in heavy handed, get their way, get their, get, get their bonuses, get their package and it's on to the next. Um, and so, you know, I, I don't think it's very uncommon uh, to see in this world, people who are more worried about compliance than they are commitment. You know why? Because compliance is easier to get. I can't tell you the amount of strength coaching early on. Uh, thankfully, this tide has turned. But early on, there were a lot of strength coaches that felt like, why should I need training and communication and behavior and negotiation and all this? I do it every day. And I say, well, you know, I wake up a husband every day. Does that mean I don't work on my marriage? And when you ask these people if they've engaged, I mean, I, I could even ask you, right? You're incredibly intelligent, extremely discerning. You you leave no stone unturned, right? So you're, you're not alone if the answer here is what I think it might be. But, uh, you know, have you ever, like, how would you rank yourself zero to 10 as a communicator, Eric? 10 being extraordinarily strong, zero being I am absolutely awful. Um seven to eight somewhere. Great. Now, if I ask you if you have ever been formally evaluated by an instrument that provides quantitative and qualitative feedback on that in order to get that score, what would your answer be? Oh, I mean, never. I mean, I, I've never had, I've never had a superior in all of my career uh, take the time to be like, Eric, here's where you're communicating well and not communicating well and vice versa. These are things. Can you help me? Never happened. Yeah. Well, and, and that's a point, Eric. And again, think about how, how engaged you are with continuing education. And it, it has nothing to even do with the superior. The coaching literature has been devoid of an instrument or tool on this period. Coaching is a social construct. So this is what we based, uh, I base my doctorate off of, and we base our work off of at art of coaching to date. We have created the first instrument 
that literally helps people evaluate on more than 24 components of communication. And uh, it's crazy to me to think that this thing didn't exist. Now, it doesn't mean we have all the answers. It doesn't mean we're perfect communicators. Perfect communicators don't exist, just like value is subjective. But the point is, is when you're dealing with leadership and communication, which is a social act between social beings in a social environment, and you don't have a social evaluation standardized, that's pretty scary. So where can people find this? Uh, plain and simple, artofcoaching.com slash apprenticeship. We don't call it a certification because we don't believe after two days you become uh, a master, right? It's the whole apprenticeship. You're all going to be apprentices in your craft in perpetuity. So artofcoaching.com slash apprenticeship. We go all over the world and do this. I love it. Thank you for joining us today, Brett. My pleasure. If you found today's message to be valuable, please share it with a friend. We are a community seeking to create impact, and you can help make an impact by sharing this with a friend or a loved one. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening. You can find more episodes and all of our other Hot Pie Media originals baked fresh daily at our home online at hotpiemedia.com, the Hot Pie Media YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts.